This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, June 1st, wherever and however you're connected, wonderful to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Not very often do I encounter a situation where expressing my thoughts and feelings on this show is... Uh, this challenging. And frankly, even at this moment, I'm still mostly unsure what to say and how to adequately express my feelings as it pertains to recent events in America. Protests, riots, what seems like an abyss of social media jousting, uh, not to mention the political divide widening, all spurred by more senseless acts of violence and racism. Now, the emotional spectrum has been overwhelming for, it feels like, everyone in the country, uh, myself included. And in the midst of some downright sad and difficult times, um, I've settled on this quote from Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf, an apostle for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I quote, Every person you see, no matter the race, religion, political beliefs, body type, or appearance, is family. End quote. I do not understand why things, senseless acts of violence, racism, these issues are still happening, but I want to be part of the change. And I want to say to every one of you, no matter your race, religion, political beliefs, body type or appearance, I love you and consider you a part of my family as children of God. And I'm grateful that I get to be here with Jerem to express that and to use this platform because this has been a hard weekend. Yeah, I'm I'm filled with love and empathy and kindness and understanding to try and be better. Racism is something we need to eradicate, and we've seen uh, strong outwards expre- uh, outward expressions this weekend, right? And I imagine that we will continue to see that. Uh, we all des- deserve to be treated fairly and kindly and with love, uh, so I'm going to be more of that. Uh, from here on out, and do my best to to take a stand and help eradicate a terrible thing that is racism. So let's let's proceed with more love, kindness, understanding, and do our best to help each other. Yeah, amen to all of that. I appreciated your thoughts on social media over the weekend, and uh, again, it's I am grateful that we have a platform and an opportunity to to express that, and let's let's be part of the change because we are in this together. Uh, obviously, you are tuned in to watch BYU Sports Nation because you are interested in sports and athletic competition and the things that go along with that, and we are a sports-centric program. Clearly, what we discussed today does not hold a candle to the real issues that are happening in the world. But as we say in rare situations like this, this is our job. We're going to push forward, and we're going to discuss the things that you have primarily tuned in to watch because we are BYU Sports Nation. So we make that hard transition now. And uh, in the face of the events over the weekend, it's clearly trivial, but we're going to do our job. And it's great to have you with us. So on today's show lineup, we will feature BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feeger, who is uh, working on some uh, unique situations uh, in in and of his own program. They are back to work 
the facilities are opening up today. What does that mean for the program? The best to wear number 20. We will play more or less. And how do you feel about a holiday bowl situation in Albuquerque? With all of that in mind, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Facilities have opened and voluntary workouts begin today for football, men, and women's basketball players. Athletes must follow health protocols mandated by the school and local health officials. BYU does plan to incorporate different student-athletes from other teams in subsequent phases. So we are venturing out and we are trying to return to sports. So today is day one of BYU being open, I believe, for the first time since Thursday, May 12th, around there. So it's been a minute. Yeah, I was just saying to you and Ben Bagley uh, before the show started that driving on Thursday and Friday and over the weekend and even into work today, it feels like there are a lot more people out and the traffic has increased. Um, we'll I see hope, how much of a spike there yeah, is. Because exactly. there will be one. There will be a spike. I hope um, that all of you uh, continue to remain healthy. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's an unprecedented time. That's the word of the last three months, right? Yeah. BYU is ranked number 54, according to CBS Sports, in their latest college football rankings. The Cougars will face three teams in the CBS Sports Top 25, Minnesota being the highest at number 12, Utah number 15, Boise State at number 22. The home opener for BYU happens against Michigan State, who is right around the vicinity of BYU, just two spots ahead of the Cougars at number 52. Sporting News predicts BYU will play in the New Mexico Bowl this year against Fresno State. Cougars played in the New Mexico Bowl in 2010, beating UTEP 52-24, a program record for points in a bowl game. We'll talk more about what that could be like. What do we think? Return trip to Albuquerque, potentially. The Athletics says BYU is the 10th most likely team to become the next Dayton or San Diego State State. in college basketball. BYU, keep in mind, has to replace 65% of its scoring essentially half of its rebounds, 63% of its assists, and half of May three-pointers. This is going to look a lot different in terms of the product that BYU basketball puts on the floor. So what keeps BYU in the top ten? The Athletics says Matt Harms should be as good a rim protector as there is in the West Coast Conference, and that Colby Lee is a candidate to take a big step forward. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. We have reached the point in the late spring, as we near summer, where Las Vegas has looked at college football games, the biggest college football games that are to happen, we hope, and put out their odds for which teams are favored and which are the underdogs. BYU is featured in five of the biggest college football games this year, according to the Las Vegas odds makers, beginning with at Utah to open up the season on September 3rd. Jerem, let's go through all five of these lines, and then we'll get the reaction. BYU, five-and-a-half-point underdog at Utah, three-and-a-half-point underdog at Arizona State, BYU and Boise State on the blue is a pick'em. BYU hosting San Diego State as a 10-point favorite. And then the season finale at Stanford, BYU just a two-and-a-half-point underdog. What is your reaction to the lines Las Vegas put out on these five BYU football games this year? Well, let's walk through them. Uh, Utah, so five-and-a-half-point dog. Utah lost nine or ten starters on defense. They were all in on last year to be the year they did something. And the something was going to the Pac-12 title game, right? 
uh, didn't end up winning that uh, to Oregon and then lost to Texas. So it was a, a stumble to the finish for a really good Utah season, right? Trust me, I'd take that season right now for BYU. But uh, it wasn't what they wanted. So now they're having to figure some stuff out. Jake Bentley is the new guy, probably a quarterback, South Carolina transfer. Is this year BYU can get him? I just want to play the game. I'm tired of talking about whether the streak's going to snap, and we undoubtedly will because we have an hour to fill every day. But yeah, is this year five and a half? I thought this would probably be closer to seven, but given the amount of defensive starters lost and the unknowns at uh, running back and at quarterback for Utah, it kind of makes sense that it, there's just a big question mark because preseason projections are based on a couple of things: one, returning quarterback. And then two, just overall returning starters. If you know those things and you were decent, then you get a level-up bump in projections. So Utah's not going to get that because Tyler Huntley's gone. Zach Moss is gone. Nine or ten starters are gone in defense. But five and a half is interesting. Five and a half's not the issue. BYU typically plays this game and loses it by a score or less. That's not the issue. It's whether BYU can win this game. But five and a half feels like uh, that's an interesting number right now. Yeah. I like the number. I think it's totally fair. I, I would have put it at five or six. We're talking about a Utah team that Kyle Whittingham called the most talented team he has ever been a part of in terms of coaching. Uh, that, that's to say that they were the best team or had the best results. They were not the best team. Yeah. But they put like 10 guys in the NFL, seven draft picks, three free agent signees. The team was so loaded. Yeah. So there will be some drop-off. Naturally, you, you just don't replace that much senior leadership and talent one year later with the youth that's going to go into that. So I think it's a fair line. I think it's going to be a close game. BYU is returning their quarterback, but there are question marks about Zach Wilson. Their quarterbacks, all three. Right? That's yeah, the started. quarterbacks come back. The offensive line has gotten tons of notoriety from pro football focus. But the game's in Salt Lake well, City. Well, two of the dudes, yeah. And uh, you know, the funny part is it, BYU has seemingly fared better in Salt Lake City in this rivalry. Even though they've lost the games, it's been so close up at Rice-Eccles Stadium. I don't care about margins. I just want to win. So I, I don't care whether it's one, you win by one, you lose by one, you win by 100. I know. You, I'm just saying I'm not just, shocked that it's, let's clo- go, baby. That it's this close. That's not shocked at all. I think it's a totally fair line based on the rivalry factor and how much Utah loses and the idea that BYU yeah. – could bring back a pretty good offense. There's no line I'm less interested in than the BYU line, Utah line. Because it, it's just about wins and losses. Really? Yeah. So that's the one I'm, at the bottom of your list. Yeah. Okay. I'm more interested in BYU-North Alabama than I am BYU-Utah. Stop Utah's it. Line. The line. There is no line. I don't no care about line. the line. There is no line, right? It's an exactly. FCS program. Exactly. Come I on. care more about the no line. Come on. Okay, number two, BYU at Arizona State. Three and a half point underdog. So they're saying essentially, if this was at a neutral site, it would be a toss up. Yeah, and uh, it'll be more neutralish than you think. The BYU fans will show up uh, in Tempe. I think it's going to be good. Uh, FPI for ESPN gives BYU a twenty eight percent chance to win this. So this is clashing a little bit with that, right? Um, Arizona State feels like they're improving. They're getting better. Herm Edwards, dual threat QB Jaden Daniels. They lost, you know, Benjamin at running back. Uh, Arizona State beat Michigan State, Oregon, and Florida State last year. That sounds better than it is. Right, because Michigan State and Florida State weren't good. Oregon was good. That was a good win. Three and a half feels like uh, that's interesting. That would be a nice win at Arizona State. Oregon laid an egg against Arizona State, so I don't know how much stock I put into <laughs> Ducks. that. Ducks. <laughs> funny. But Arizona State on the road, it's always going to be a tough challenge. It's a Pac-12 foe on the road, and it comes on the heels of playing Utah and Michigan State. Yeah, you're, so. ask, you're asking for it, naturally. 
scheduling. Okay, next game the odds makers have their eye on for BYU at Boise State, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU's 0-5 at Boise State. Three of those losses by, are by exactly one point, and one is by five points. That was the last time BYU went up there. I'm really interested to see the Zach Wilson revenge game because he took a sack when he should have thrown it away, and it cost BYU another chance to get a playoff, right? And he learned from that, hopefully, and uh, we'll see what happens. Eric Kiesaw is the new OC there, um, so it's, it's going to be a little different. It's going to be a close, like that, uh, the last, the only time Boise State has blown out BYU, they had a Fiesta Bowl championship team in 2014. 55 to 30. Yeah. Yet here we are, the odds makers say it is a pick Even with BYU being 0-5 all time on the Boise Blue, it is a pick Yeah, what does 4 have to do with 2020? But yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you. I'm interested. This is going to be a fun one. This is a good rivalry. I've said this before. This is my favorite non-conference series uh, that BYU could ever have if they were in a league or not. Obviously, everything's non-con now. I love playing Boise State every year. I love it. It's always on ESPN, ESPN2. It's always going to matter. And it usually comes down to the final play when it's in yeah. Boise. Yeah. If no. not in Provo, it's, yeah. it's come no, down it's to great. some final plays. There have plays, been some right? classic moments. Like I like playing Boise State more than St. Mary's, if you will. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's fun, man. It's fun. Yeah, I, I don't know what Boise State's going to bring. I mean, they'll be a good football team again. They're always I, good. It's whether they're very good or great. Yeah, are they, yeah. Going, are they going to be, hey, we're going to sneak into yeah. the New Year's Six good? or Yeah, they're not. I don't ten, feel like they're that level wins. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're a 10-win team. Trust me, I'm peanut butter and jelly of both those situations. Okay. Yeah, peanut butter and jelly. Let's go. BYU last year lost by 10 points to San Diego State. That was such a bad game. In San Diego. The Cougars <laughs> put up a whopping three points. The odds makers have BYU as a 10-point favorite, now back in Provo this year. Granted, San Diego State has had some serious turnover at the top, both of the roster and the coaching staff. Yeah, Brady Hook's back. He's the head coach. Rocky Long went to New Mexico. Now he's the D.C. It's kind of a weird move. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. BYU had won the previous six games prior to last year, and that offensive performance was poor. Zach Wilson coming back from a broken wrist, or sorry, thumb, and he couldn't grip the ball all the way. That comes out later and they, we knew it at the time, but we weren't going to say it out loud, I guess. But we, we didn't know. We, he couldn't grip the ball, and that was a real issue. CollegeFootballNews.com predicts this matchup to be San Diego State's second toughest all season, by the way. UCLA being the first. So how about that? Okay. San Diego State doesn't play a very tough schedule. That's what I learned from that. BYU, 10 the points favorite. Second, I would think BYU would be the third or fourth, right? Ten points, too. Double digit. Whoa. That, that's whoa. We're approaching blowout factor. Well, and okay. that'll we'll get to November. This will be a single digit game event. <laughs> but by the time we get there, I think it'll be close. Okay, next to the Boise State Pick'em odds, the next game is the most interesting to me. BYU at Stanford. Mm-hmm. The Cougars just a two and a half point underdog. Again, you play it at a neutral site, and it's flip a coin. Here's why. Stanford wasn't good last year. I believe they were 4-8. and eight. They won four games. Yeah. K.J. Costello transferred to Mississippi State. He's hanging out with Mike Leach. That sounds like a good time. I would do that, too. Uh, Davis Mills is the guy now. What does Stanford do well? Spencer, what do they do well? Say it. They run the ball, Jaron. They averaged 105 yards last year. That's pathetic. Okay? They have no clear number one. By the way, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on Stanford's roster versus BYU is fun. So, Gabe Reed, Simi Fajoko. Tanner McKee, and then the defensive coordinator is a member, Lance Anderson. So that is a fun dynamic against BYU. Not to mention the Hey Mooley. 
that is on Stanford's team and the starting His first name's The? That's interesting. That's, okay, I'm trying to think of his first name. Houston. Houston Haymuli. Houston so, Haymuli. And there's probably another one we're forgetting. So that dynamic's fun. That surprises me quite a bit, two and a half, because Stanford's expected to be much better. But on the road at Stanford, granted, they, the nickname is the library because it's so quiet in there. I've been to a game there. It is quiet there. That's going to be a fun one late in the season. The BYU-Stanford game happens after the big game. Stanford-Cal. And it's in that weird scenario where BYU played Utah. Final game of the season, not a conference game. There is Stanford a te- have clinched the division? There is a I don't think they're going to win the division. There's a tendency to kind of, eh, it doesn't really factor into what we're trying to do. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, mail it in. Let's go. Th- this is an, this is yeah, an yeah. interesting line. Hopefully finals are approaching at Stanford <laughs> on the farm. This is an opportunity for BYU to sneak one. Our question of the day. Vegas has BYU as less than a touchdown underdog against Utah, Arizona State, and the team we just mentioned, Stanford. What does that mean to you, BYU Sports Nation? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Benjamin.14 on Instagram. Not Eno Benjamin, the former running back for Arizona State. Means BYU's got something to prove. Prove that BYU are winners, underdog or not. BYU was good as a dog uh, the last couple of years in certain Power 5 games on the road. It's not the, it, that's not the issue of these singular games. It's when you stack too many of them up, then it becomes a challenge, right? BYU's going to win at least one Power 5 road game this year. They always do. BYU will win at least three Power 5 games, I think, this season. Out of the six? At least. 50% would be above the 40% mm-hmm. that normally happens. Hashtag BYU on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, the best to wear, numero 20. And BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger. Is he running the Y every day with Jesse Wade? What's the deal there? What else does BYU need out of the transfer portal? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest voiceover with Greg and Shep, the guys visit with MLB great Dale Murphy about being an honorary Cougar, his chances of being inducted into the Hall of Fame, and the hopeful return of baseball this year. Watch this in every episode of VoiceOver with Greg and Shep on the BYU TV Sports social media platform. We're live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Today, the facilities open back up for athletes to have voluntary workouts. We should make some <laughs> things clear. <laughs> voluntary is yeah. up for definition, right? But Right, they can't make them be there, but it's highly encouraged. And it's not like it's usual media coverage. There are no cameras going in there. In fact, they can't go it in there. It is yeah. against the NCAA rules. So athletes can go into the facilities, but they can't really be coached up yet. So this is, uh, you know, you'd think that today, uh, if possible, Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall and Baylor Romney are throwing and guys are leading certain drills and every year this happens and the more cohesion and chemistry and quality reps these guys can get in now the better because guess what everyone's behind the eight ball equally in terms of having limited or no spring ball BYU had a couple of practices I believe uh, a week it was to their benefit that they started earlier than most programs right yes very beginning of March and so BYU got in a couple of practices but in terms of uh, the, the 
in shape, physical nature of football. It's so much speed and mass, right, and muscle. These guys are going to have to build that up now. They've been doing it independently, but it's just not the same when you're not in the BYU facilities, right? Some guys have gone to uh, third-party trainers and done their best, right? Uh, but I'm excited to see, uh, or hear, I guess, later about what it is that BYU is doing because the great teams at BYU have really good summer workouts, and they can all point to that. When we talk about BYU men's basketball and what they did this last year, they point to during the summer, we had that great chemistry. We went to Italy. We were a group. We had that chemistry, right? We had the best locker room in the country. That wins you games as well as the skill and talent you have. Hopefully you can combine those because that's when you get a, a special team. So hopefully BYU football and men's basketball and women's basketball, who today, for the first time since March 12th, can go back into the facilities. Hopefully this is an awesome experience for them because they will not be in the BYU facilities for this stretch ever again. This is, it's a pandemic. This is insane. So I'm, I'm very excited that we have some semblance of athletic normalcy for these players. Yeah, and uh, I, I love that Alex Barcelo, who was in Arizona, we talked to him last week, he said, I'm flying up. Driving up. Driving up so that I can be there. Voluntary workouts on day number one. Yeah, he, he apparently drove up yesterday was his plan. All right, speaking of BYU basketball and their senior point guard, we are now joined by BYU men's basketball assistant coach Cody Feeger on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Zoom. Cody, first and foremost, uh, happy June 1st. Facilities are open back up. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, I'm feeling great, fired up. Uh, I know these guys are uh, excited to get back in this gym here, so it's, uh, it's great to be back. How will life change for you as a coach and just as a human being knowing that your facilities are opening back up and it, and it feels like some things are trending towards getting back to quote-unquote normal? Uh, the, the best part about it is probably with our staff Zoom calls. I enjoyed those every once in a while, but it's good that we're going to be able to talk in person now and kind of get that going because – you know, say we were calling a recruit one day and then we'd have to call everybody in staff and say kind of all the information and all that kind of stuff was going on. But I'm really happy to be back in here. Are you an expert at Zoom now? Oh, I, I got it down. My my <laughs> my daughter showed me all the tricks on the background. I can I can I can change it up even more than this guy's. I got so many tricks up my sleeve here. Do you want to just change it right now? The virtual background? Let's see what else you got. Let's see, let's right. see what you have. Yeah, let's get something this up. Is the, this is the other one that I use right here all the time. <laughs> oh, okay. nice, the video. Oh, I yeah, love it. That's good. I love it. That's going to be incredibly distracting. <laughs> <laughs> those, those, are, those are my main two right there. And yeah. This is my favorite it's one beautiful. just because because nothing's better than having old Zach Selyus in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> Pointing right at you. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, there was a Deseret News article on Jesse Wade by Jeff Call that was really cool. We've, we've heard Mark Pope say, he's running the Y every day, and I'm like, every day. Like, that's crazy. No, that's what he's actually doing, right? To strengthen his knee, strengthen his, his quad. He's had multiple issues, and hopefully we see the full Jesse Wade because this guy, this guy used to be the best player in Utah, went to a program that went to the Final Four, and here he is, uh, kind of an untapped resource at BYU. Yeah, no, we're, we're really excited about Jesse. You know, he's hungry, he's working hard, um, but yeah, he's, he's up there every single day at the Y, and, uh, you know, I know, um, you know, he, he's, he's doing everything he can with Coach uh, or, or our trainer, Rob Ramos. He's seeing him every day, 
you know, th- this kid is putting all the effort in to get get back on this uh, uh, deal. He wants to be a huge part this year. He's a he's a great kid. He's working really hard. All right, Cody, let's say the best happens and Jesse is able to get back to 100% or close to 100% and he can be a factor for your team. What do you envision his role being? Because we are looking at an entirely different roster with tons of size and not all of the crazy three-point shooting, at least we don't think. So what what is his role on this team if he is 100% or close to that? So I think his role is just to get better every day like all of our guys. Um you know, we don't have, like you said, our, we had a big turnover in roster and things like that. So, so it's a little different being on this side now staring at you guys because I'm going kind of side to side here. Usually I just got to turn and you guys are both to my side. So this is awesome just looking <laughs> at you guys. But, um, <laughs> but no, J- Jesse, um, I think he's going to have a big part, right? I mean, he, this is his third or fourth year in college basketball and he's been at a great program so you know I think he'll have some type of a leadership role I, you know and just on on the court I think he's just going to have there's going to be times during the year where we're going to be calling his name and he's going to have a huge part you know um, we, we love what Jesse brings to this program last year going into the season you had Colby Lee and that was kind of it in the front court right Gavin Baxter was hurt and Yola Childs was suspended for nine games yet this year you go in um, and you have four dudes, all of which could play a ton of minutes, uh, and you're super deep in the front court. How does that change the offensive and, and perhaps defensive philosophy, if at all? Uh, I mean, it, it, it will change a couple things, you know, because we will have a, a lot more rim protection this year, you know, as long as everyone stays healthy that way. So maybe our guards can pressure a little bit more in the front court, things like that defensively. And then offensively, you know, We'll, we'll, you know, during the whole year, even last year, we kind of just changed and manipulated things specifically um, offensively just to help out Yoli, Jake, TJ, all those guys, Alex, you know, all, all, all the different rotations that we had. Um, so we're, we're going to change a couple of things, but it, it'll be nice that Alex coming off a ball screen, he can throw it up high to big Matt Harms and Gavin Baxter and big Colby Lee with his big quick finishes. Um, you know, we got Wyatt Lowell coming in this year who can really shoot the three. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have everybody, um, re- ready to go offensively and defensively and yeah, we're excited. Describe to me a little bit about Wyatt Lowell's game in terms of his ability to handle the ball. We know he can shoot. Um, he seems like a, a modern day, awesome stretch four, stretch five kind of guy. If you want to go small, right. What's like, can he play the three or is he more of a stretch four? I think he can play some three, but I think um, uh, um, how will manipulate the offense, he'll be able to play the four too, right? Um, but like Jake Toulson, when we were coaching him, he started at the four for us at UVU. Like he was our starting four, and then when he came over to BYU, he was our starting two. So just with however, whatever we need to do with our offense, we'll, we'll call players – different numbers all the time but but why can really shoot the three and he's been working on his ball handling every day and his passing um and his relentless rebounding like those are the kind of the main things we're hitting Wyatt on just because he already can really shoot it but he's got to get better every day at those other three things BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger on BYU Sports Nation it's been fun and interesting to follow uh the 
really just the relentless pursuit of transfers in the transfer portal on social media, Coach. And uh, I know that we're limited in what we can say in terms of names until things become official. You got Matt Harms last year. Jake Toulson was a huge get. Alex Barcelo was a huge get. We just talked about Richard Howard and Wyatt Lowell. You got Gideon George. I mean, this is quickly becoming a transfer university uh, at BYU. But how would you explain uh, the emotions of recruiting in the transfer portal at a time right now when uh, you've had your hands in the game, but you've watched a couple of high-profile guys choose other programs? I mean, it's it's really emotional. You know, it's it's so up and down. Um, but like, let's say like a guy like Dallin Hall, who was a two, three-year recruitment, right, that we put so much time and so much effort and and things like that. And then sometimes with these transfer guys, it's like a two week window, you know, maybe even sometimes a week window, but you're putting in, you know, seven days in a week, you're putting in 80 hours just on one player. So it is, it is really emotional. Um, but, but, you know, as soon as he says, no, you just got to get on and get on to the next guy. Right. Or if he says, yes, it just depends. But, but, uh, like we try not to get too emotional about it. We try not to just because it's so important just to, you know, cause there's going to be more guys coming in and out of this thing. And, and, uh, but I, but we do like going on this transfer portal. I just hit refresh right before I jumped on here with you guys, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ever changing. Do, do you feel like, uh, the roster still needs another guy, whether it's a, a sit, this year, hopefully it could play, obviously, but d- does this team, and it looks like there's still a scholarship available, do you still need a guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're still on this thing 24-7. We're, we're going to find another one or two guys that are going to help help this program for sure this year. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're on it. We're on it. Cody, does, and, uh, yeah, I, I guess my question is, does it need to, because from where Jeremy and I stand, we look at the amount of size this team has, and it's like, all right, well, maybe they're a little bit light in the guard category. Does, is, are you specifically targeting a, a guard a, or a combo guard, somebody that can handle the ball? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're, we're looking for one more guy that can come in, handle the ball, come off a ball screen, make the right play um, that will help this program go. Yeah, no, no question. We're, we're in it for a guard right now. Cody, I've said this a couple times, but I just flash back a, you know, a little over a year ago. BYU didn't make the NIT. Dave Rose retires, and it just feels weird around here, right? Here we are a year later, and we're talking about recruiting the highest-level guys uh, nationally. You got one of those in Matt Harms. Others have, have really given BYU a legit shot that they would not have probably a year ago or even, even a couple years ago. Can you describe to us, what it took in the last year to, to get the program to where it's at the forefront of the college basketball conversation? Um, I mean, BYU is such an incredible, you know, legacy and, and, and has everything. So it's, it's really easy to sell the recruits, things like that. Um, but, it, you know, for, for us specifically, since we got here over a year ago, you know, Coach Pope is, we talk about it every day. He's he's just been relentless every single day, pushing every little part of our program um, just to, just to get it here. Um, and, and these guys have all bought in and, and been all about everything that Coach Pope's been talking about, right? And and our our administration's been unbelievable. Like we're one of the first programs to uh, let people let our players get back into the gym. So like everybody's just on the same kind of thing all all chasing the same thing our fans come on man it, it's been unbelievable 
our fans jumping in with everything, whether it be recruiting or, or whatever, like, you know, just, just all the things that we're able to sell and, and, you know, everything kind of going together. It's just been, it's been awesome. You know, these players all came together, you know, our fans are all coming together. We got you guys jumping in on board, even talking about the transfer portal and and wanting to jump in here. Um, I'm not going to transfer to be clear. I'm staying here. (laughs) I'm I'm not transferring. (laughs) So yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's been everything. Everything's come together and it's, it's been, it's been unbelievable. Cody, we appreciate the time. We're thrilled that you get to be back in the facilities and uh, that your guys have a place to come and work out and that things are trending towards getting back to normal. Uh, we congratulate you on a job well done thus far, and we know that uh, you're clearly excited about what's to come, and we can't wait to talk about it and discuss it as uh, those things develop. Sounds great. Appreciate you guys. You got it. Cody hey, Feger. See you on Y Mountain. Yeah, Y Mountain. Let's run up it. <laughs> <laughs> Cody figure on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Let's not run up Y Mountain. Walking. Yeah. AKA hiking. Hiking is walking outside your neighborhood in a, on a mountain or whatever. That's hiking. That is hard enough, yeah. let alone running. Yes. Jesse Wade runs the way. That's awesome. Coming up, where BYU football is ranked in the top 130. Yeah, June 1st. Of course, we're going to be talking about the all 130 rankings, right? Let's go, baby. And the best to ever wear the number 20 at Brigham Young University. This is BYU Sports Nation. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand. Download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And please, if you have a sec, subscribe, rate, and review. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. We have reached that moment. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Athletics News. Facilities are open for voluntary workouts beginning today for football, men, and women's basketball. Athletes must follow health protocols mandated by the school and local officials, of course. BYU plans to incorporate other student-athletes from other teams in subsequent phases. Football. BYU is ranked number 54 in CBS Sports. All 130 college football rankings. BYU will face three teams in the CBS Top 25, Minnesota being the highest ranked at number 12, Utah at number 15 in spite of losing all of that talent to the NFL draft, and Boise State at number 22, the home opener for the Cougars against Michigan State, September 12th, who is ranked two spots ahead of BYU at number 52. Jay Catch, host of Locked On Cougars podcast, reports that BYU linebacker Alex Muschella has entered the NCAA transfer portal. The Sporting News predicts BYU will play in the New Mexico Bowl this year against, wait for it, Fresno State. Cougars, remember, played in the New Mexico Bowl in 2010, destroying UTEP 52-24, program record for points in a bowl game. Who was the MVP of that game, Jerem? Was it uh, Jacob Heaps? That it was, my friend. I was standing next to Cody Hoffman on the field, and Cody seemed like he was a little sad it wasn't him. And I thought Cody should have been the MVP, too. (laughs) Uh, James Empey, BYU's starting center on the football team, named the most underrated center by Pro Football Focus, saying that Empey has been the top-ranked pass-blocking center over the last two years. He's entering his junior season. I've promoted this campaign. I think he should be called Jim. Uh, He aims to be the first offensive lineman drafted out of BYU since 05, although I think that's going to be Brady Christensen after this year if he leaves before his senior season. So do we hope that Brady's really good? Yes. Always. Why wouldn't we? Or do we hope that he's like... No. Really good, but not good enough to be like a first-day draft pick. So do you want Matt Bushman from this last year? <laughs> or do you want leveled-up Matt Bushman? I always want, like, leveled up. I wanted leveled-up Austin sure, Collie yeah, in 08. Absolutely. He was awesome. Absolutely. 
I Men's basketball. The Athletics says BYU basketball is the 10th most likely team to become the next Dayton or San Diego State. So a one or a two seed? Wow. Whoa! Brian Bennett, the author of the article, will join us on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow to discuss the Cougars and Mark Pope in year number two. It is time for the best to wear it. We've been asking this question each day and diving into each and every digit at BYU. We started at zero, counting up through 99. We have reached number 20 today. Who is the best to wear number 20? Don't call him Junior. Call him Reno Mahe. He was a running back originally at BYU, had a nice season in 1998. Ends up transferring to Dixie, leads the country in receiving yards, comes back, and he is a force. When he came back, he was Reno. When he left, he was Junior. Yes, exactly. And Reno was so awesome. Two-time All-Mountain West Conference player. In 01, one of the best stories ever in BYU history. Had an emergency appendectomy procedure right before the Utah game that week. Five catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown in a 24-20 win to continue BYU's undefeated season at the time. That was wild. Made an all-pro team in the NFL as a punt returner with the Eagles. Uh, caught the opening kickoff uh, and returned it in, in Super Bowl 39 with the Eagles. I recall him talking about uh, all the different camera flashes that go off it and what that's like to try and catch that. Was the running back's coach for two seasons. And uh, he was a really good player. Just what a playmaker. Anytime he got the ball, um, there was a chance he was getting upfield in a hurry. We talk about players that have wiggle and shake and juke power. Like, yeah. Reno Mahe was next level with that. He could make so many guys miss. He was awesome. Honorable mentions, Dick Namelka, 66 NIT champs. Who got his autograph on a basketball in our office. Nice. And Marin Hendershot, one of the greatest women's soccer players here. Coming up, why I might be booking my Breaking Bad tour soon. And is Jimmer Fredette being ranked as the top bucket getter, according to Andy Katz of NCAA.com? Is that too high of an honor? This is BYU Sports Nation. I wonder what we're going to say. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Download the BYU TV app today. It's the place to watch some recent and old BYU sports games. Get your VOD fix on the BYU TV app today. Don't call him Jerome. He is Jerem. I will answer. You can call me Spender or Spencer. Spendmac. Welcome back to the show. Why was that your nickname when you were younger? Spendmac? Yeah. It was given to me by one Tyson Donaldson. Okay. Shout out to Tyson. In seventh grade. Okay. Because he used to tease me because he said, you have like a different girlfriend every month. Yeah. And this was the case of BYU as well. <laughs> so he said, Spend Mac? I will call you Spend Mac. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to, see, I knew that answer already. I just wanted everyone else to know. Trust and me. It, and it stuck through high school, and yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to stick forever now. Somewhere, uh, a lot of people are rolling their eyes right oh now. My gosh, these guys. <laughs> Let's play too high, too low, or just right, presented by BYU Food to Go. The MVP of your next event. Okay, Jerem, I'm going to go first. Number one, too high, too low, or just right. BYU football being ranked number 54 in the CBS Sports College Football All-130 rankings. Definitely not too high, and I don't think it's too low. So I think it's just right. The porridge is the right temperature here. Uh, Hopefully BYU can be a top 40 program and eventually a top 25 program. There's some hurdles to... Uh, climb and jump over, but uh, 54 seems about just right right now. Yes. Uh, I'm actually going to say it. When I saw this, it was a little bit too high. Oh, snap. Okay. Based on 
seven and six, yep. seven and six the last two years, and four and nine, and then four and nine, eighteen and twenty one. Okay? We yep. just discussed BYU being eleven and twelve against group of five teams over the last three years, but they have those notable wins over Wisconsin and USC and Tennessee and Boise State. Do those matter if you go seven and six? <sighs> in the in the those, seasons, are great, those are great moments in the season scheme. Those are the highlights, yeah. but they're not. Yeah, there's no relevant single digit football team in college football. There's, there, it doesn't exist. You have to win at least 10 to be relevant in any form. Yes. And even then, you can win 10 and be irrelevant. San Diego State has had some nice seasons recently. No one cares or talks about Aztec football, right? Part of that has to do with them uh, being in the Mountain West and not having any like crazy notable wins, and they have a dumpy stadium and blah, blah, blah. They're getting right? a new stadium. Yeah. It's going to be like uh, you know, 25,000, which is cute, you know? That's nice. Number two. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. Oh, oh, what's your answer? Can I, oh, sorry, no, you, you said think, yeah, you said too high. I think that that is too favorable, just based on again what happened. So I'd probably put BYU. What, reality, yeah. Low sixties, it's like right in the middle. Like okay. sixty four, sixty five seems like yes. Are right, we talking about right, weather? What are we talking right about? Right in the middle. Yeah. But you know, are they projecting on what they think BYU will finish? Maybe. You win three of the Power Five games, don't lose a bad. What game. was it? Is it is it current or is it later? Yeah. Okay, number two. Too high, too low, or just right? BYU, a five-and-a-half-point dog to Utah in how many days? Countdown to the Utes. 94 days. Three, three months. We hope. Three months. Doesn't feel real. No, it Although doesn't. Although three, three months is a long time. Let's just, let's just, three months is a long well, time. Well, keep in mind what Greg Rebell said to us the other day. Uh, think about everything that has happened in the last three months. It's been a long three months. And how long Like the longest felt. three months of our lives, right? Yeah, crazy. <sighs> so too uh, high, too low, just right. That's just right. You know, as discussed in uh, the opening segment, I think that this is the perfect line. Uh, it's going to be a close game. Utah loses a lot of talent, but they'll still be good. Uh, they are, they're bringing in some more experience at quarterback. Are South they Carolina. better than BYU right now? This line says yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, they're on their home field, too. And typically, home field gets about three points. Right. So they play this a neutral site, two-and-a-half-point game, two-point game, three-point game. Yeah. It's going to be tightly contested. I think the line is just right. BYU has fielded better teams than Utah at times over the last decade, especially early in the decade. And lost. much later. And still lost. Yes. That's, the talent's not been the issue. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay, this is probably a, just right. When I, I thought it was uh, too low oh, too favorable. first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, not favorable enough. Like, I thought oh. it should have been higher, meaning uh, more, like seven plus or something. But then then I thought about Utah's roster and some of the unknown. It's like, nah, five and a half is probably good. Okay. Number three, too high, too low, or just right? BYU basketball's ranking of 10th among mid-majors, according to The Athletic, going into next season. Um, just right. Just right, because we don't know exactly how this group's going to gel quite yet. But we are all confident that BYU will be good again. I don't think BYU is going to be as good as they were last year. I don't, I don't see BYU breaking into the top 20, per se. It was a top five team all time. Yeah, they were really good, right? Um, I expect BYU to be hopefully tourney good in the end, right? But a lot of unknowns still. I'm excited to watch it yeah. uh, gel. With the addition of Matt Harms and what BYU brings back, they're a top 10 mid-major team. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would put them much higher. Now, depending on what happens to the transfer portal, if they're able to get somebody else and whoever that is, and, and then maybe they climb well, those ranks. But right now, 
10 is a good spot. One would argue that BYU is not mid-major. They are high-major. High-major. They, they, they uh, quantify it in that way sometimes. What's Gonzaga way. considered? Uh, highest major. Okay. Uh, number four. Too high, too low, or just right. Jim Fredette being ranked number one on Andy Katz's list of top 10 bucket getters of the last decade. Mm. Yeah, this is accurate. Jimmer Fredette became a sensation. What are we going to say? Too high? This is, oh, look no, this, at BYU, BYU, this BYU, is BYU, 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 BYU. Now, if, if we made this like over the last 20 years, then then it'd be really become a fun conversation because you got to throw in guys like Stephen Curry and whatnot. But over the last 10 years, like, teach me how to Jimmer. Like, Jimmer became a verb. It still is a verb. Jimmer! Yeah. You know, like, it. we're not saying McDermott! <laughs> I order that. You know? I order a McDermott. Oh, yeah, oh, oh. Exactly. Charles Jenkins in your face. Charles, who's no, I, no. I don't even know who Charles Jenkins Come on. is. We're not. We're who's, certainly not saying Fletcher McGee, Sam Merrill in your face. Why are you shooting lefty? You're right. Because <laughs> it's your open hand. Yeah, nice. I don't want to hit the microphone. Who's Fletcher McGee? Who's uh, Charles Jenkins? I don't know a couple <laughs> of these guys. Yeah, no, that's even funny. Buddy Heald, with a, as amazing as he was, it was oh. Comparisons to, oh, he can shoot the three deep like Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, Jimmer did it early. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> we love the Jimmer. Of course, we're not going to say it's too high or too low. It's, it's just right, baby. You got yeah. Sam Merrill. The, the, the Sam Merrill versus Jimmer on Twitter Stop thing. Between, Stop <laughs> it. It's really funny. Okay, yeah, don't you have to beat BYU at some point? Anyway, coming up, today's Rise and Shout Out. That's what it feels like to be Utah football right now. That's oh. <laughs> We can discuss Jimmer versus Sam Merrill on a long trip no, to Albuquerque. There, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not doing that. How would you feel about going back to Albuquerque? Bowl game scenario for BYU football. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation as we open up the month of June. The show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. You can uh, download the podcast as well if you want. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. I'm so excited that we have waited until this moment to discuss this, Jerem. Perfect way to end the show. Okay. BYU football and the potential of going back to the land of enchantment. Not the land of the enchanted. The land That's of different. En- enchantment. Yeah. New Mexico for mm-hmm. the New Mexico Bowl because according to the Sporting News and Bill Bender, our guy who's been on the program multiple times, he has BYU our taking guy. on a Mountain West Conference foe, Fresno State, in the New Mexico Bowl. Are you all in on this? Uh, I, it'd be fun. It'd be cool. I, I went to this bowl game in 2010. Uh, since then, I started watching Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, so I'm particularly interested about that tour. Am I more excited about that than potentially the game? Ask me off the air. Uh, <laughs> it, de- it depends. Like the bowl games BYU's playing for, I'm looking for a quality matchup, a good game, a fun location. Right? Uh, I don't want to like dog on Albuquerque. I think that can be an awesome place. So yeah, why not? I had a great time on my trip to Santa Fe. You went on a vacation to New Mexico. Yes, I did. I went to the Four Corners. I brought. That? I brought back the dream catcher. And it is yet to catch the dream of. Losing still, again to Utah. We're we need to win. Working on that. We're still working on that. Let's I paid go. 37 bucks for that thing. Yeah, that's expensive, <laughs> but hopefully worth it. Yeah. But when you see a BYU helmet, when you see a BYU nice. helmet at the Four Corners, you buy it. Okay. At least if you're me. Okay. Okay. So I bought the Dreamcatcher. Jason I, wouldn't have. It was that beautiful. It was so fun. Um, I, I if it's warm enough, I think we should play golf down there. So yeah. It wasn't. It was cold when we went. Oh. 
Okay. But that was then. This is now. I mean, it's, it's been a, a decade. It's an elevation, that's for sure. And global warming. It's been a decade. If BYU's in a bowl game, better than not being in a bowl game. Remember how awful that was in 2017? Yeah. It's not hard to make a bowl game. I'm just going to reiterate that. I think, BYU, I think BYU will be in a better scenario than the New Mexico Bowl, but if it comes to that, like I'd like to play a Power 5 team. I'd like to see BYU yes, play. Yes, me too. I want to play 12, 13. A Power 5 opponent. I want all Power 5 opponents. That or a team from the American Athletic Conference. I think those games are highly entertaining. Oh, the Power 6? The Power 6 According conference. to the yes. Athletic? So or all the in? Am I all in on BYU Fresno State in the New Mexico Bowl? No. But I, whatever. I'd be okay with it. You know, famous what? Idaho Potato Bowl was fun. It was surprisingly entertaining. Like it, it was. If a, Zach Wilson doesn't go 18 for 18 and BYU wins by six, is it entertaining? Mm, not that right? <laughs> but like I said, it was surprisingly entertaining. BYU had already played on that field and lost that year. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. right. I want diversity of location and opponent. I don't blame you. Yeah. Our question of the day. Las Vegas oddsmakers have BYU as less than a touchdown underdog against Utah, Arizona State, and Stanford. What does it mean to you? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort from at Newman BYU on Twitter. It means Vegas has been in quarantine for too long. Oh, snap. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see the other lines as well come out later because that gives us an indication of the perception of BYU. They can be wrong. When BYU went 4-9, one location said BYU is going to win 10 games. Like, they can be super Yeah, wrong. my question for Newman, hello, Newman, is are you thinking that the lines are, like, too low or too high? Like, when you say they've been in quarantine too long, like... It's BYU fans, so it's probably going to favor... Yeah, They shouldn't be an underdog in all those games? Weighing in on yeah. our conversation. We don't let the Utes and Aggies through, yeah. you know? Combined rise and shout-out today, Jeremy. Yeah, to everyone affected by everything going on. There's a pandemic. Uh, there's uh, obviously a, a Black Lives Matter uh, you know, movement going on. To everyone affected, let's find love, understanding, and peace and change what needs to be changed as soon as we can. We can affect it. We can all play a role in that. Absolutely. Our thanks to today's guest, BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger. Sorry to Dustin Pitta. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Robertson Daniel. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs and power up that dream catcher. Did you keep the receipt? <laughs>